Hello and a warm welcome to the Pomegranate Astrology Podcast. My name is Antoinette McKenzie and aside from being an astrologer, I'm also a writer, a herbalist and a forest dweller. I've got a PhD in literature and I have a particular love of myth, fairy tales and folklore and also gothic literature. This is a podcast primarily about astrology, but it's also about the nutritive interdisciplinary connective tissue between people, their art, the stars and their stories. And not in a transactional way. If you're just wanting speed horoscopes or fast food astrology, this is probably not the podcast for you. Here I want to share through an astrological lens a glimpse of other worlds and people. Everything from art and gardening, healing work and magic, storytelling. I want to save a creative, mythic and deeply rooted narratives that reflect a gentler pace. I want to peek with you beneath the veil to reveal the mystery and magic that lies beneath. I want to rewild astrology and help others connect in soulful, slow relationship with these planetary stories and energies. This is also a podcast in defiance of the dark overlords of social media tech. Let's face it, they're essentially art and soul thieves. So I'm creating this on Substack, which is a pretty awesome platform for artists and writers. Recently, I read something written by the wonderful storyteller, Dr. Martin Shaw, who I'm a fan of his work. I've read a number of his books and love them. This was over on his Substack, the home of Beasts and Vines, and he said, so we're mud people with a holy breath sweeping through us. Not tree people so much or zebra people, pomegranate people, but mud people. I like the primality of it. And I do feel this to be true in a bone deep way. You know when you feel something settle like truth dust inside of you, inside the grain of you? We are formed of mud and clay, that rich nutritive substance we eventually return to and are built from and born from. We're not stick figures made from hastily bunched twigs and leaves. We're fleshed out, given form and texture. We're porous and tough, but we're breakable too. We're drawn from the mud of those who came before and from place, however complicated that might be for so many of us now. My own mud is that of the insular Celts, people of the British Isles, The mud that made me is largely from the highlands of Scotland, from Ireland, and from some scatterings of surprise Norse ground in there too. More lately, it's from Australia and Aotearoa. I'm made of mud and gorse, music, poetry, and ancestral tipples of whiskey and warfare. Because my ancestors were warriors too. I'm made from seaweed, from barren rocky shorelines swept by tides and beachcombing crofters foraging for their survival. I'm made of those who navigated by the stars across vast oceans, for mine were a seafaring lot as well. My mud is mixed with porridge, wild berries, leaky pie and kale. I'm also formed by exile, from volcanic rumblings and fault lines exhaling sighs and whispers from chthonic gods and strange-to-me lands. It's all elemental. One is not more sublime than another. However, though I be a mud person for sure, I also know I'm a pomegranate woman. Threaded through my mitochondria, those bright ruby seeds are a trail of light coats passed from womb to womb. Make no mistake, this is how we got here. A storied vault 
of births, deaths, memories beyond my own consciousness. Epigenetic memory alive in the mud of my own flesh. Over time and oceans, these pomegranate women, all of us, are encoded with the cyclic rhythms of Eleusian mysteries, initiations of survival, love, law and loss, celebration, sorrow. These glowing crimson seeds are star maps formed at our first breath and we are never alone. When we grow older, we no longer release these seeds, their bright red running from the womb, from between our legs. We learn to hold them tight within us until they grow in power and number and their deep, dark, wine-red wisdom. They feed us and nourish the womb of time. The clues, the secrets to our own star maps, these natal imprints, can be partially decoded and translated by the trail of pomegranate seed clues left us by others. Ancient secrets, stories, memories and ancestral desire that draw us towards certain paths or channels. Each opening a unique expression or idea, it's our music sung to the world's soul. Like many others I speak to now, I'm hearing the rise of a whispered roar from deep in the earth. In the molten andalluvial mud of us and in our mother's rage, whether you be a literal mother or not, she's in you. In our visceral knowings. And the gods are restless, offended. I'm with Donna Haraway, who declares that we're not in the Anthropocene, but the Cthulhuocene. Haraway envisions Gaia not wholly as a gentle force, but as one of seismic, tectonic and obliterating chaos. That which births both destruction and creation. The Cthulhu scene reanimates the stories of the old gods and goddesses as well as multi-species stories. Beyond the self-important human-only referencing of the Anthropocene and Capitalocene, Haraway articulates the necessity of seeing the earth energies as furies, it's they who will be cleaning up the mess left by the other scenes and shrugging us away. And for we humans, it's necessary for us to be present, to lean in and stay with the trouble, as Haraway says. The more than and other than human are also important actors in the Cthulhu scene. But I would differ from Haraway in that I see the role of humans not as superfluous, but is crucial in this phase of planetary healing and regeneration. We are necessary. We are needed to co-create with nature, to now care for and help repair a great deal of the damage that's been inflicted. And there are certain aspects of regenerative land care practices that demonstrate this well in regards to soil building, earth care, restoration of lost ecosystems and habitats, the earth is shuddering and defiantly awake. Meanwhile, we sleep through the glitching and scrolling, looping our circuits blindly, hungry for short-lived dopamine, and it's no one's fault because we are now a traumatised species. It's no one's fault except for those dark overlords who intended it to be this way. This is part of the Pluto and Aquarius story, but it's an inheritance as well from older stories. Now, the astrology I seek to serve is not filled with terror or dread, but it's equally not dopamine and horoscopes forgotten a moment later that mean ultimately nothing. I often feel that the loud, shiny, bright astrology that promises love, money, wealth 
It only spikes our anxiety when it sits so incongruously alongside our daily existence. Rather than helping us to connect astrology to life, to help us fall in love with our soft animal pelts, our wonders, our people, the planets, the more than people and planets, and guiding us towards a deeper, more playful presence and acceptance of our own beauty and the world's beauty, it actually feels that that astrology is often reflective of the worst of social media and its hungry ghosts. That the practice of astrology, it's fun, sure, but sometimes we're only feeding a hunger at the mercy of a tyranny of algorithms. But when we lean in to the what is, or the trouble, or the wonder, which is wondrous and monstrous and exciting and beautiful and grieving, the grieving times that we're in, Paradoxically, our contentment, our aliveness, and also our sense of safety grows because we form true, more embodied bonds and connections to life itself and to the earth. We need only ask really quiet, simple questions like what is ours to do? And then listen quietly without distraction. Listen to the thrumming heartbeat of the earth, the tidal insistence of love, the storm and star gods who hold us and our human forgetfulness, because they remember and they remind us. The pomegranate rubies we carry deep within us, yes, we women especially, and in the womb tomb of the world, despite what we're led to believe, these aren't merely a trail of stale bread come breadcrumbs left behind in a hungry forest, gobbled without a thought of who follows behind in a desperate search for what can't be found in those places. These seed stories we carry, rather, and share are as generous as they are discerning and indestructible beyond imagining. They glow in the dark, lighting the way through the underworld, that firmament above us that is fierce with stars and infinities, we meet our sisters, daughters, mothers, grandmothers, Keliak, Hathor, Nekbet, Sekit, Kali, Kui, Rohe, Hecate, Persephone, Demeter. Pomegranate women all, and not equivalent with one another. Not the same, but certainly embodiments of primordial planetary expression. They're all a bit Saturn mixed with Mars. They don't have any simpering pick-me attitudes, even with Venus in the mix. These are spicy star sisters. They know their own minds, and they're not out to please. She in us and we in her, in our immortal mortality, our vulnerable cycles and soft-bellied strength. The numinous is, an, is alive in our bloodlines, the sacred rites of triple goddesses, Triskele and Holy Trinity. They help us find our kin and our way home. But we must seek them out in their rightful places. They and our wild selves will not be found in the places that seek to seduce and capture our attention with reels of reenacted rituals and hashtags that exploit our good-heartedness and compassion, yet waste vast tracts of our precious time and our imaginations. Imaginations that we need at their full power for proper solving problem-solving. 
I seek to exclude no one with my words. I'm so often silent. I'm unwilling to add to the cacophony. I'm a liminal dwelling astrologer, a woman observing literally and figuratively from the forest edge. I want to add kindness, not shrillness. I hope to offer encouragement. But though Venus is strong in me, I am Hecate's daughter. For she's conjunct my ascendant in the sign of the Mergoat, bone mother's earthy nocturnal temple of Saturn. She has a stern love for others. She bids us to chop wood and carry water, make a fire before dark, before you freeze. Then you may rest by the fire, dear heart, and stay warm and hold your own close. Love fiercely. Your stories are your own to write and share or not. We can write ourselves into the weave. We can disrupt and defy certain narratives. And we mud people and pomegranate women, we seed keepers all. We can make a choice. I wish you all the blessings, all the health, and much love. Goodbye for now.